Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and let me tell you something. We are back at it, back at it, back at it again. We're going to be talking Jets today. There's so much to talk about, so much to cover. Uh, the New York Jets have so much going on. Uh, you look at this situation here. we got the green and white scrimmage. We're going to be recapping that. There were some things going on. Clearly, you know, Zach Wilson had some struggles in that game. There's a lot of Jets fans that are down on him right now. We're going to be talking about Denzel Mims. So we're going to be covering quite a bit. So, listen, let me go ahead and get into it. I am the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So, I'm also on iTunes as well. Man, check your boy out on iTunes. You can go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show, you know, subscribe to my podcast there on iTunes. And, hey, man, you know, give your boy a rating. Can I get a rating? Can I get a five-star rating? There's people that have dropped some five stars. There's people dropping comments. Please continue to do that. You know, I want to hear your feedback. I want to get your thoughts on what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So salute to everybody that has dropped, uh, you know, the ratings and, and, and you know, gave me – uh, some 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 feedback as well, but come on, I need more. You know what I'm saying? I, I need more. <laughs> Get your boy there uh, again. You know, I'm also on 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 Twitter as well. I'm all over the place on there. Young J zero zero zero. The show's page is also the Long Beach Joe. So go there. You know, follow your boy, man. Talk to me. I talk back. I love going back and forth with folks. You know, and just having discussions about all kinds of things. You know, the Jets, everything, everything that we got going on. So. Salutes to everybody. And, again, you know, I'm also on YouTube. I live stream my radio shows, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Come on by. You know what I'm saying? And we have a lot of fun. We, we talk, you know, we have a lot of fun talking about the team. We also, you know, we play games too, baby. We play games too. You know what I'm saying? I'm a one-stop shop. I have so much fun doing what I do. So, you know, hit your boy. Come through, subscribe. Give me a thumbs up, man. You know what I'm saying? And salute to everybody, again, that's watching live. Please get a stream of thumbs up if you have. If you haven't yet, you know what I'm saying? And subscribe if you haven't yet as well, if this is your first time watching me. So, listen, it's time to get into it. we got so much to talk about. The green or white scrimmage has happened. We're going to recap that. We're also going to discuss uh, what's been going on, man, uh, especially with Denzel Mims. There's been some struggles as well with Zach Wilson. Uh, there's a lot of fans that are down on him. A lot of fans are already talking about, you know, they don't know. A lot of fans wondering, hey, why did we draft this guy? I'm telling you, I've seen it. You know, I've gone back and forth with a lot of people. But before we get into that, okay, before we do that, as everyone knows, I am a Jets fan, and I live in California. I grew up on the West Coast, all right? And I love this team through and through. And there's a lot of people from a lot of different places, you know, that aren't necessarily from the Jersey area or, you know, they, they're from the New York Jersey area and they've had to – you know, move other places, but they still love this football team. And it's always great to hear their stories about how they come together. You know, they, they build fan clubs wherever they go. They come together, and they bleed green together with their brothers and sisters. They unite. They talk about the football team. You know, they watch the games together. Through thick and thin, they stick together. Um, and, and just hearing those stories and hearing, you know, how – everything comes together, talking about uh, their fandom and their fanhood is always great to hear. So tonight I'm going to bring on 
Willie Williams, okay, from the 757 Virginia Fan Club, and he's going to talk to us about his fan club and what they do there, you know, to, to bleed green, what they do there to connect with each other and, and show their love for the New York Jets. So, Willie, I want, to thank, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I want to welcome you. How are you doing today, my friend? Uh, pretty good. How you doing? How you doing, Joe? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. Listen, Willie, let's get right into it, man. What made you a fan of the New York Jets? <laughs> That's a funny story. I actually grew up a Cowboy fan, Joe. And then, like, once I got older, you know, I got older, you know, we moved from New York to Virginia. And so then it's like, you know, everybody's Cowboy fans, everybody Cowboy fans. That's when they were winning all those Super Bowls. But I'm like the underdog. So um, when Keyshawn Johnson got jet drafted, he was like my favorite player in college. So he went to the Jets. So I'm like, hmm, maybe I should start following them. And I looked at the history, you know, the whole history of everything. And then, like, you know, Joe Namath and everything is great. And I've just been a Jet fan ever since. Okay. Okay. You know, hey, look. However you, you bleed green, however you put that green jersey on, I'm all about it. You know what I'm saying? I've had people say some of the same things as well, that they grew up, you know, they were a fan of a certain team, but as they got older, they started to feel like I'm just – it's something just that pulls me to this Jets team, something. And they just went with exactly. their heart. And they, you know, and they, and they, and they love, they love where they're at right now. So I, I really like that story there. But how does your yeah. fan club, club come apart, Willie? Like, how did you guys put that together out there in the 757? Okay, so what, so what it is is um, a lot of people from New York moved down to this area. And so, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of Giants fans here, but there, you know, it's actually more Jet fans. So the thing is, it's like you have to try to, you know, have to find them. So people started creating Facebook groups. And then so, you know, I was part of a one group, the Virginia Jet fans, you know, shout out to them. And so um, basically what happened is like, I, you know, I'm in the peninsula a lot. I'm I'm there more than anything. So then, you know, I was like, well, we don't have anything on this side. So I'm like, okay, well, and I just started the group, and and that was in 2019. So we're going on our third year now. Okay, okay. And so, where can people come and hang out with y'all? Like, where exactly do you guys meet up and oh. have fun, watch games, and do all your events together? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm actually an event coordinator as well. So. Um, you know, started out kind of slow because, you know, people don't know what's out there. And first we started watching the game. It beat, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings and Suffolk. And then once people started realizing, you know, you know, started hearing about us, so then I moved it all the way to the peninsula. And so we watched the game at Hooters. So now this – and on our third year, I'm like, okay, let's expand a little bit. So now people have heard about us. So now we'll be watching all of our division games at Green Turtle in Hampton in the town center. Then all of the regular games will be will still be at Hooters, but then we'll, we've got this thing called pop-up, you know, pop-up games. So certain games I might pop up in Richmond, Virginia. I might pop up in Norfolk, mm-hmm. Virginia. I might pop up in Virginia Beach. You know, keep, you know, keep it spicy, you know what I mean? And so the, and the, the yeah. fun thing is, like, so we make it really festive. So, like, <laughs> you're going to laugh. So, like, the thing is I have, like, a flight suit, right? I have a flight suit mm-hmm. and a helmet, like uh, a fighter pilot helmet. So it looks like I'm actually you're ready to fly a plane. I wear it to games and everything. Oh my god! You probably see me. It's, it's, it's amazing. And so, like, we got this thing called the yeah. flight. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Willie. You the... coming through with the flight suit? Go ahead. Man, I got the flight suit, man. So, um, 
so look, so we got this thing called a flyby. Every time the Jets score a touchdown, me and someone else will grab one of them helmets and fly around the bar, right? Do the air bump <laughs> like the players do. <laughs> and then, okay. you know, we okay. do the chant. Man, it's so fun, man. And then, like, you know, we have beads. Uh, we do 50-50 raffles. You know, they're two, three hundred, four hundred dollars um, you know, we do, you have flags. I mean, like, dude, we do it all, man. So like, and like I said, we're steadily growing. So that's why I want to go ahead and expand out some, you know, but, um, but yeah, we have a great time, man. Yeah. Dude, that sounds like so much fun. You, you, <laughs> you flying around up there with the flights, you're having a blast. but can you yeah. tell me, Willie, what, what is it like being a fan in Virginia? I know that there's a lot of Redskins fans there, too. Uh, yeah. What is it like, man? Do they make fun of y'all? Because, you know, a lot of places people look down on Jets fans. Do you get hassled by Redskins fans when you're out there with your green all on and your blitzes? Joe, Joe, all the time. Like, I mean, like, you're, like you're oh. right. it's, it's, believe it or not, it's just as many Cowboy fans here as it is uh, Redskins fans. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. hate the Redskins, so they, they, they join the Cowboys. But, like, I mean, you know, the funny thing is every day, literally every day. So, like, I have my 757 Jet shirts. I, I'll wear a Jet hat. Every single day I leave the house, I wear my stuff. And I'm just going back and forth with people, and I love it. And it's like I don't back down. Like, every, oh, wow, the Jets suck at it. I don't care. I don't care. That's my team. I'm going to ride with them until the, until the wheels yeah. fall off, you know. You know, and yeah. then it's like I out, I always out junk talk them too. That's the funny part. <laughs> you know, like some, and, you know, a lot of times they'll uh, they'll you know they'll say you know something like oh, well you know you you haven't been to the Super Bowl since what's such and such. I'm like well look we at least we have one. Like where's your ring? And then yeah. they just shut up. You know. <laughs> so. hey, hey, look, like you said, you know, one's better than none. You know what I'm saying? We we trying our best, but we're trying to get back into that. And that's great that you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to yeah. get back to that Super Bowl, trying to get back to being a contender, because that's extremely important. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about the team, my friend, is when you look at this situation sure. now, how are you feeling about the Jets going into this season? Um, as far as um, I think that Joe Douglas has done a great job in putting everything together. Like, I mean, like one of our biggest issues for years has been the offensive line, and, like, he's addressing that, you know. Um, yeah. As far as, um, you know, Zach Wilson goes, like, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's just, he's, he's just coming in the game. But I think they saw something in him because, like, usually when the Jets bring in a person, they don't bring in weapons around him they've got weapons around him now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the offense is going to be really great. I mean, you got Elijah. We've got a running back committee. Um, you know, we've got tight ends. I mean, like, I think we're going to score a lot of points. I do. I really yeah. do. I think he's going yeah. to struggle at first, but I think after maybe the first couple of games, he'll get his, you know, get his legs underneath him, and then I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defensive-wise, yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, like, it's Robert Sala's defense. And then, like, I feel like the D line is great. The linebackers are great. Safety's great. I mean, I'm a little questionable at corner, but I mean, if we can get a pass rush, Joe, oh my God, we won't. It won't even Ooh. matter. You know what I mean? So, and really? I and I think we will. I I think Quentin's going to really come out this year. I think he is. It's his time now. So, yeah, not just Lawson. Carl Lawson looks unblockable. <laughs> Carl, yeah, Carl Lawson. Oh my God. Oh man. 
You hear about the reports yeah, he's about get, and he's everything getting, that he's doing. And he's, yeah, and he's getting and he's and he's giving um Beckton all kinds of problems, you know what I mean? So Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 So listen, yeah, really I, it's I, been phenomenal. Yeah. It's it's been phenomenal to speak with you, man. It really, really has. Before Absolutely. I let you go, can you please hit my audience again with all the information of how to contact you to, you know, meet up with you folks in the seven five seven and the fan club and everything that you guys do from where you guys are at to all of your social media platforms. Okay. All right. So again, we watched the game. We got watched the game in multiple places. We watched it at Hooters in Hampton, eighteen oh one West Mercury Boulevard. Uh, we also watched it at uh, Green Turtle. I'm sorry, I don't have the address. It's but it's in the Peninsula Town Center. Uh, we have a website: mm-hmm. www seven five seven jets with an s fans with an s dot com. You can also find us on Facebook. 757 Jet Fans with both with S's. Instagram, 757 spelled out. So it's, you know, the actual mm. letters and not the numbers. 757 spelled out Jet Fans. Yeah. Listen, Willie, it's been phenomenal to speak with you, man. I want to thank you for coming on. You have yourself a good night, my friend. All right. You too. Thanks for having me, Joe. All right. You have a good one. Woo! Willie bringing the heat. <laughs> Listen, they're doing a lot of beautiful things out there. You know, the 757 Jets, uh, Virginia Jets fan club, they really get together, have a blast, have a good time, and it's all about just enjoying themselves and bleeding green, man. That's really what it's about. So, again, salutes to Willie. Everyone, please get involved with that fan club any way that you can, especially if you're in that Virginia area because, like, like, like I said earlier, it's all about – you know, connecting with your Jets brothers and Jets sisters and doing whatever you can to, you know, feel that camaraderie. I know what it's like, man. Listen, I'm on the West Coast. It's it's hard out here, okay? It's really hard out here for a Jets fan. Here we go! Don't get me started, all right? I'm surrounded by Raiders fans, Niners fans, bandwagon Colts, uh, bandwagon Chargers fans. Here we go! Don't get, you know what I'm saying? Chargers fans, don't, don't, don't let me uh, rip into you real quick because there's a lot of bandwagon Chargers fans. That's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is that I've been to Chargers games before, and I see a lot of brand-new jerseys. That's all I'm going to say. They brand Here we new. go. Brand-new. Like, you just got them from the store. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying. So, salute to Willie again, and now we're going to get into it. Salute to everybody in the chat, all my savages in the chat. For those of you that don't know, I live stream while I do my live radio show, and I got some savages in the chat. I call them savages. Why? Because they don't care, they'll get after them. They're savage. Straight savages, man. They don't care about anything. Salutes to SG. Salutes to Frankie from Flatbush. It's good to see you in here as well. To Leon. And also salutes to King. Salutes to him as well, man. So salutes to y'all. I'll come to y'all. We're going to get into the topics now. Salutes to everybody that's calling in. The lines are hot. We're going to get to everybody. Please be patient, folks. We're going to talk to everybody tonight about everything that we got going on. Uh, Before we get to the callers, though, I just want to cover uh, a couple things. I want to talk about uh, Zach Wilson uh, just really quickly before we get to the callers. Listen, I understand that people are frustrated with Zach Wilson. He had a rough go at the green and white scrimmage. We all know he was 11 for 24. Uh, He had some drives. I think it was about seven drives that only amounted to, like, three points. He had four punts, and he threw two interceptions. Um, There was a lot of drops from the wide receivers as well, so that kind of attributed to the offense not really, uh, you know, being as, 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 you know, far along or playing as well as we all would hope. 
but guess what? I look at the situation like this. This is an offense that's just being installed, right? It's a lot of moving parts, a lot of new things going on. So generally, when you have, you know, new coaching staff, new offenses come in, generally those offenses usually take a little bit longer to get going, to get acclimated to things than the defense does. But when you look at the situation with Zach Wilson, he's a rookie quarterback, okay? And I understand that some Jets fans, and that's why I preach to not have, you know, some crazy expectations for this young kid right off the bat was because, hey, rookie quarterbacks struggle. That's just what happens. They're going to look inconsistent at times. They're going to have throws that are all over the place. They're gonna, there's going to be frustration with his play. There's going to be – he's going to be very up and down. You can see across the league that a lot of rookies have struggled with the same things. And, again, this is just a defense that is going out there – they're not necessarily game planning for Zach Wilson. They're going out there. They're playing a lot of vanilla coverages. They're just attacking right now. Wait until we go up against some of these teams that we have coming up this season that are literally going to be watching hours of tape on him. You know, hell, you look, we got the Patriots in the division. Uh, you know, Belichick is known for giving rookie quarterbacks, you know, the business. So we've got to be prepared for him to struggle at times. I don't think turning your back on Zach Wilson at this point because he's going through some struggles, mainly rookie struggles, is the right thing to do. Let's wait a second and let's let this kid find his way. Let's let this kid kind of pan things out. So I wanted to say that before we got to the callers and we're going to get to everybody. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're going to get to everybody. Please be patient. And when you come on the show, you know, Please, uh, you know, don't curse because I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Adam Gaze. Oh, let me tell you, you want to talk about a bad offense? That guy's offense was trash from the jump. It didn't matter how much coaching he did. First year, second year, it did not matter. It was horrific. I'm so glad that we moved on from him and have a better coaching staff. So, again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We are talking Jets. And, again, please be patient because the lines are hot and we're going to get to everybody. So, first, I'm going to my guy, Michael, man. I'm going to my guy, Michael. Michael, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Michael, give me your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson. There's a lot of people right now that are, you know, upset. They're frustrated with him. There's some Jets fans that are ready to turn their backs on him. What are your thoughts about his struggles, man, so far? Well, uh, how you doing today, Joe? Doing I'm all right. right. How about you, my friend? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing, I'm doing good, man. I, this is the third time I called you. I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, BYU fan from uh, Utah, Zach Wilson fan. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I told you back, you know, that I thought the Jets would mess it up, but I think, I think he's fine. I think he'll do a good job. Uh, one thing I, I think that you need to people need to realize is he wears a arm ba- uh, a, a, a band on his wrist that says "Prove them wrong." He, he's done that since he was a uh, freshman in uh, college because he, he 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 just always was underestimated. And you hear all these pundits say, you know, Trevor this and Trey that and uh, Justin this. You know how great they're doing in, in rookie camp. I I watched a little bit of that. Uh, Green and White uh, on Green Beans uh, podcast. It was kind of a love fest, and it was fun. But I, 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 a couple of throws, the uh, guys didn't t- tap down uh, out of bounds. Uh, a lot of drop balls. You know, could it? You know, once again, it, it's got to be a rhythm and build confidence. 
So once again, he's he's been playing for what eleven days as a pro. Yeah, eleven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, how many how many people do any job? You know, when you eleven days into your job as a as a radio announcer, how great were you? You know, yeah. how many years <laughs> have you been doing this to to, to to prove your stuff, right? I mean, it, it, yeah, you got to give the you got to give the guy a chance, man. That, that, I mean, yeah. you, you talk about iron sharpens iron. You know, Makai Becky, he's getting his ass beat up almost every play. Lawson's in there, oh, right? Oh. So what does that what does yeah. that tell you? He's supposed to be an, he's supposed to have been an all pro. He's been an all pro last year. I I know nothing mm-hmm. about the Jets. I've been watching, you know, it, you know Frankie from Flatbush. I, I saw a thing him and he was all over him. And then he did another video and he he kind of you know backed off a little bit. And I'm thinking, you know. Let's give the guy a chance. Let him grow a little bit. Let let him understand. Yes. What did Sala say yesterday? He just they just finally installed most of the offense now. Now it's time for the offense mm-hmm. to catch up with the defense. Defense is always ahead of offense. That's why yeah. Belichick yeah. in a one, one game one game thing. The defense is easier to scheme than an offense, right? So yeah. I, yeah. I just yeah. think that, yeah. and they're, and they're not giving the, the rookie any any stuff. They realize that. Hey, if you can beat us, and you're going to do pretty good against all these other, you know, teams because they're they're going to be just as good as up or better, right? So, I, yeah. I, I'm okay with it. I, I believe it. Yeah, I, I, I've seen I've seen I've seen it for three years. So, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I I'm a I'm a big fan. I mean, prove yeah. them wrong, Zach. Prove them wrong. Yeah, and you and you bring up a great point uh, because even some of the things that again, there's reports flying around about the struggles that he's having. Um, but one of the things that I, I see him doing it with, or that we heard about him doing, especially from the reports, is that even though he's struggling, he's still trying to find his way out of it, right? Like they talk about him going to the defensive side and going to their meetings and saying, hey, you know, what exactly are you guys throwing at me where I'm not doing this correctly? So he's trying to figure it out, even going to the other side of the ball and saying, okay, when I, when I do this or when I attack this way, what are you guys looking at? You know, how can I attack you better? Like he's trying to figure his way out of it. And like you said as well, he's a, he's a rookie quarterback. And I was preaching this to people that, look, he's going to have his struggles. That's just how it goes. If you go back and you look at a lot of guys that are really – really solid now in this league, their rookie year, you know, they were kind of swimming. <laughs> their heads were swimming. Yeah. Their heads were all over the place because, again, this is a league that really, you know, you have to have time to adjust to. Not everybody's going to come out of college and immediately be Aaron Rodgers. You know, even Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Right well, now. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a step for three <laughs> yeah, years, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Exactly. He, he had time, you know, and then, you know, especially when he got in there, he had to get his feet underneath him as well. You know, so you have to give this kid time. But I, and I, but I also understand the pressures of New York. I understand this fan base is rabid. We're excited. A lot of a lot of Jets fans finally want to see that that us compete on a level. There were people talking about playoffs. You know, this year it's going to happen immediately, and that's why I pumped the brakes on a lot of stuff. And I said, listen, allow this kid to get his feet underneath him. And that's going to be my next question for you because when I look at this situation, I think a big thing that I'm that excites me about him and in this situation is our coaching. I think he's been put in the correct position with the coaching staff that we have to see big success because if you look at how Sulla is handling this situation, Sulla's coming out and saying, listen, he's a young kid. We're going we're gonna to wrap our arms around him. I'm just paraphrasing. We're going to all, you know, group around him, and we're going to make sure that he's going to be okay, but he's got to go through the processes. Can you please speak on how Sulla having that even kill, being that calming force, can help him along as a young QB as well? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think Saul is awesome. I, everything I've mm-hmm. heard about him, he's he's awesome. I I love. I think it was C.J. Mosley that uh, when he got the pick running off the field, he went over. He, he went up to Zach and said, "Hey, we got your back, dude. You know, you're all right. Yeah. You know, you're all right. We got your back." It's, it's, it's a team sport. One person cannot win or lose. Yeah, you can make it difficult, but it's it's 22 guys out there. So you know the 53 man roster. They all have to contribute, and he just he just mm-hmm. one one piece, an important piece. But you know he's not the he's not the only piece. So you know it's they got to catch the ball. They got to make the right moves. They got to touch. You know, line's got to block. He's got to have time, and he's going to learn. He, he's he's a smart yeah. smart smart kid, and he'll figure it out. I mean, just give them a little bit yeah. of time. I'm ex- I'm excited to see yeah. how they do against uh, I think the Giants this weekend, right? Don't they play? Yeah, yeah we'll uh, play the their, Giants. Their first group. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that goes. I think he'll I think he'll surprise some folks. So you know, I'm hoping anyway. I'm I'm, I'm positive. But you know what? I believe in it. Yeah. I believe I I, I I've yeah. never been a Jets fan. I'm 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 doing it, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not used to this negativity, man. These you know people are crazy, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and. and, and he, <laughs> and, 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 and I like talking to you. I like listening to Green Bean. You know, I, you know, and I there's a, there's a Jets Jets talk or whatever at twenty four seven. I like listening to those guys. You know that you know because they, they they all get it right. They they're they're saying hey, yeah. give the kids chance. I mean, you know, my gosh, yeah. he's just learn, he's learning his yeah. job. I mean, I I, I was Listen, a professional. Uh, for, yeah, yeah, glad. Yeah, let me tell you something. You ain't seen that. <laughs> you ain't seen negativity yet. I've been a, a fan of this team for so long. This is just they're just, everybody's just anxious. That's what that's what I think it is. And I think you know there's some fans in this fan base that can't wait to turn. But I like you said as well, um, and I'm saying too. I, I think we just need to preach patience and just wait for this kid to come along. He's going to find his time. But, Michael, i got to get back to these lines, man. Listen, Please I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good night, all right? Same to you, sir. Thank you. I have a good one. <laughs> Listen, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. Please be patient when you call in. You know, we got the lines. They're kind of hot, but we're going to get to everybody tonight, so we're going to keep going. Salute to all the folks in the chat. Salute to my savages. I truly respect y'all. If you'd like to donate, also the Super Chat is there. Hit the Super Chat. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat and you want to hit my Cash App, it's at the bottom of the page. You can Whatever you give, it is, uh, it's greatly appreciated. So, and also, please, give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't already, and also subscribe if, you know, some, some people this is their first time seeing me. Greatly appreciate y'all watching. Please subscribe and, uh, you know, turn on your notifications so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. We're going to go to my guy, Maxwell, next. Maxwell, I'm coming directly to you. Maxwell, we got quite a bit to talk about tonight. Listen, Maxwell, give me your thoughts about, you know, how some fans are kind of turning on Zach Wilson right now because of his struggles in the green and white scrimmage. And and also, I can understand why people are like that. I kind of understand why he's like because everyone's like because they watch like Fields and like their practice his practices were perfect or they watched Trey Lance's or Trevor Lawrence's and they oh there was no mistakes but I think it's just dumb why the Jets set up because oh it's only a scrimmage like he played bad but it was a scrimmage imagine like a rookie quarterback is up and down Patrick Mahomes is not like this perfect superhero he was he made mistakes in the um, rookie training camp he always wants to become better like. Everyone's saying, oh, Zach Wilson's like the next Patrick Mahomes. Oh, they should, like, do it. I was at the green and white scrimmage 
on Saturday. I was live. Even though he played terrible, he made some nice throws. And what mm-hmm. I like about uh, the Jets now is that they have a really good running back, Carter, which is one of my um, fantasy football sleepers at running back. I'm drafting him probably fourth round in my draft. I think he's, <coughs> he's going to be a really good running back for the Salah mm-hmm. offense. And yeah, I think I that the fans are overreacting to it. Yeah, I believe they are, too. You know, I believe some fans, I think, are, are overreacting. And, again, we could talk about the practices, but there were some – we heard practices about Trevor Lawrence where he threw some interceptions, too, where he wasn't as clean as everybody would like him to be, you know. But he's going to be able to work out through those things. I think when you look at this situation with Zach, he's a young quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback. He's going to have these struggles. Inconsistency is a big sign of youth, particularly in any sport that you play. But especially when you look at the NFL, you're going to see young quarterbacks struggle at times because guess what? That's what happens. You're going out there. You're playing in a a professional environment where guys know every single thing about you. Okay, that opposing defense knows all of your ticks. They know all of your idiosyncrasies. They know how you look when you're going to throw a certain way. They know everything. They know your calls. They know everything. And you have to be prepared to still go out there and be able to make a play and adjust to what's going on out there. So I just think that we need to give him time. He's going to figure things out. He's got the coaching. We've got things going on. But one of the things that you talked about, man, that I'm extremely excited about as well, is that that running back situation, especially with the competition that we have continually, continuously going on here. When you look at it, you talked about Michael Carter, but I'm hearing a lot of great things about Michael P. Ryan. This guy is, is hitting people. He's running people over. What are your thoughts about this running back situation, and what do you expect to see in the upcoming preseason game? Like, who do you expect to see really get some major snaps? I think um, I think Michael Carter is going to be a major third um, three down back, and I think he's going to be the starting running back this season. I get Pirine and Josh Adams and, like, the other running backs kind of sucks. I think it's only mm-hmm. Coleman and, and Michael Carter, but I think Michael Carter is going to be the three down back. I think um, most people are going to draft in fantasy. And the reason is because in fantasy football, most people want the three down back. They, they want minimal committees. As I say, like, I watched this guy, fantasy football counselor. He's recommending Michael Carter, Javante Williams. They could be, like, cute sleepers in fantasy. And I think that Michael mm-hmm. Carter is going to be the starter. I think he's going to have, like, six touchdowns. And I think uh, Pirine's going to have two. Josh Adams is going to have, like, three. And then Kevin Coleman's going to have, like, four touchdowns. And I think Michael Carter is going to have, like, I think a 1,000 yards first time since when was the last time Jeff had, like, a 1,000-year wow. rush there? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, we're going to be in a run-first scheme, especially with this committee season or a committee, committee, uh, this back-by-committee system that we're going to be running. I mean, maybe he will. Maybe he does have a 1,000 yards. But I tell you what, I think a lot of people are sleeping on P. Ryan. I know that there's a lot of people that talked about coming into this offseason that he was the guy that was going to get cut, that he was the guy that was going to be out the door, uh, and he's still – He's putting up a fight, man, because every time you hear anything from camp, you hear that this guy is putting his head down and running with power. You know what I'm saying? So my final question before I let you go, Maxwell, is what is your thought about Carl Lawson, man? This dude seems like he is completely unblockable. How are you feeling and uh, about hearing about all the battles that he's having with Beckton? I think Carl Lawson is going to be a really good edge rusher. We haven't had a good um, edge rusher since 05 when I was born. So I think Carl Lawson is going to be a really good edge rusher. 
I think it's going to go like about like eight, nine sacks on the year. He's going to have a bunch like 120 tackles. I think he's a really good edge rusher, and we haven't had that in a long time. If we actually have a really good secondary, and watch out. If the secondary improves and the um, defensive line improves, I think we can make the playoffs this year. But I think we're going 7-10, and 10, and then we make playoffs in 2022. Well, I, I mean, we'll see about that. You know what I'm saying? We we got a lot of games to play. We we got to see how this team pans out. But I love the enthusiasm. Listen, Maxwell, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? Okay. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Jets fans are fired up. They're fired up, and they are passionate. Man. And we're going to keep going to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We are taking all callers. Please be patient. The lines are hot, but we're going to get to everybody. We are talking. You know what I'm saying? I know we're talking about uh, Zach Wilson quite a bit, but I also want to talk about Denzel Mims because there was a lot of people, you know, turning your back on him too. <laughs> a lot of people saying that he was on the bubble. I've heard that he's on the bubble. I hear that, you know, some people were thinking that he might be a guy that the Jets would be looking to move. And uh, I don't think that that's true. I just think that there's a rotation, okay? And, you know, he was still working himself within the rotation. I think also a lot of people, report came out that, hey, he had food poisoning, dude. And so he lost quite a bit of weight due to that food poisoning. That's why the off-season program wasn't as necessarily as seamless and as smooth for him as everybody thought it could be. So there's a lot of things coming out about that, too, and I want to hear people's thoughts on that. So, again, we're going to keep getting to these lines, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We are we are taking callers. So listen, eight four five eight four five. I'm coming directly to you. Eight four five salutes. I want to thank you for calling in. Yo, give me your thoughts about this situation with Denzel Mims. There's a lot of people saying that he's on the bubble. Are you a Jets fan that believes that? Hey yo, Joe. What's up, man? Nice to hear from you, man. Yeah. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so with Denzel Mims, man. People, uh, first and foremost, got to understand that this is a really good problem to have, having depth on the wide receiver mm-hmm. where a guy who we thought could be number one last year, one of our high draft picks, second rounder, is now lower on a depth chart. First and foremost, let's be happy about that. We're Jets fans. Our wide receiver core has been decimated for years, and now we got a real, yep. you know, a real roster. Now, as for him being on the bubble, I think people need to chill out because – um, it's, it, this is just training camp. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new regime, and they're testing out all their people in the right spots so they can get down to the 52-man roster and know who's best for, you know, their depth chart. So I wouldn't take too, um, read too much into the tea leaves. I think Jets fans kind of like are super overanalyzing everything going on in training camp this season. And, I'm, and I get it, rightfully so, because we're anxious. We want to see us, our team do well this year, and I get it. But good Lord, yeah. man, the past couple of weeks has been like every little piece of news that comes out, people want to flip the hell out. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yeah. with Jen I don't see him going nowhere. At the worst, I see maybe next year he could be traded or next year we might trade somebody on our wide receiver team or pick up somebody in free agency and trade somebody else. But right now I feel like he's going to be on the roster. He might be second. Um, on the depth chart, or he might be third. Who knows? But right now, I think that's a really good problem to have. And I think that right now, well, from what I'm hearing from a lot of the interviews, is that every player seems to be like, hey, I'm going to play my role. Whatever role they give me, yeah. I'm going to play it. So 
Uh, I know Denzel Mims, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to really shine in the last year's offense. But, you know, this year, you know, he'll get his touches, you know, and, and I'm sure he'll, he'll, get it, he'll get in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way, like you said. And, and, and what, what, can, what really confused me, right, and, I, you know, again, like I was telling Michael, I've been a Jets fan, you know, my whole life. So I, I know how this works, right, very kind of up and down fan base, right? But I remember, yeah. what was it, like, maybe a month ago or two months ago, people were saying that he was going to be a breakout wide receiver for the New York Jets. He was going to have – over a thousand yards, he was going to be the guy that was really going to show up and show out right for us. And it went from that, and then the next month it was he was a bust, and we're going to get rid of him, and, <laughs> and he's gone. It was like, wait, what just happened? What just happened? What just happened? I do think he's. I do think he could be, be a thousand yard rush. I mean, uh, a wide receiver. I do. I'm not sure if he can be that this year or next year, but I think yeah. eventually he, he's a guy with the talent to do that. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. But the t- the quick turnaround, just from a little bit of information, these overread into it. You got to understand, this is just training camp, guys. Practice, mm-hmm. practice. We're talking practice right now, you know. And what this yeah. is for is for coaches to know who they're going to go with, you know, and, and when you have a new regime, especially they got to work everybody out on different levels of, you know, the offense, you know, maybe work with some people with the second, second round team, like Elijah Moore, obviously he's been getting a lot of buzz. He thought he looked like a stud, but they'll work him with the second round team too, just to see how he works with them and move them around just to see what's going on, you know, with these guys and get yeah. some different looks, you know, so that's how it works. And people just overreact, you know, and I, and I get the fan base and the Jets fan base is just very, very passionate but I think that we just take it too far and we got to just ease up, you know, and that causes more <laughs> friction and more distraction than necessary, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You're speaking facts. Now I want to go to the quarterback situation with you. How concerned are you that these struggles that Zach Wilson is having will continue into this upcoming preseason game that we have, you know, what are your expectations of them going into this game? You know, it's a preseason game. They're probably going to play from what, Sulla has said so far, again, this is just as of right now, they're probably going to give him about a quarter, right? So what exactly mm-hmm. do you want to see out of Zach Wilson in this quarter uh, in, in the first game, in the first preseason game? What do you want to see out of him to really instill confidence within you about him? Man, don't get me started on Zach Wilson, man. Again, a lot of people are overreacting. You know, what, <laughs> people are talking about struggles, man. The guy hasn't played a snap yet. Come on, relax. You're talking about struggles. <laughs> Like, people are talking about, oh, my God, he's a bust. Like, really? Like, it just blows my mind that if you were really a Jets fan, how could you not give your starting quarterback a chance? I know people want to talk about, oh, we should have drafted this guy, that guy. Guess what? We didn't. Get over it. Like, we didn't draft anybody else but Zach Wilson. So let's give this kid the chance to improve and give him the time. Um, now, what I look to uh, seem to look at him, I just want to see, like, his decision-making, honestly, coming this week, yeah. um, moving over throughout the preseason, just his decision-making process. And, uh, you know, I'm not – everybody's looking for the big plays. Don't worry. That will come down the line. Once he really gets the offense down, he gets the timing with his receivers, trust me, by week yeah. five, we're going to see some big plays. But just – he's a rookie. Give the guy – a couple games in the actual NFL before you write this guy off and say, oh, man, he's struggling. You know, like, what, he threw, what, a couple of picks in practice? That's what practice is for, guys. You know, come on, let's be real. Yeah. So what I want to see personally is just see him um, make some good reads, 
good passes. And, and to me, honestly, everything that's been going on in practice for me is, is giving me a lot of faith on our defense, really. That's what I've been taking from it because – we have a defensive minded head coach. If our defense struggled, I would be a little bit concerned. You know, so um, seeing them make plays, seeing them be, be working fast and, um, you know, get some interceptions when our, our struggling, you know, our secondary was questionable. Now it's showing that maybe these rookies might be able to do something. Maybe these young stars, maybe you guys can, you know, um, hold up for the season. So we'll see how it goes. But for Zach and the offense, in particularly, it's really just seeing him make the right reads and um, decision-making. If you got to check down, just check down, bro, you know, and, and, we'll, and we'll, you live to see another day. Exactly, exactly, and that, that's what I want to see as well. I just want to see smooth things, solid decision-making, you know, and for him to go out there and do his thing. If he makes a mistake here and there, I'm not going to kill him for it. You know, again, like you said as well, we've been preaching all night, he's a young quarterback, he's a rookie quarterback, but I just want to see him go out there and have a solid grasp of, you know, the, the game plan, go out there and do his thing for a quarter. And, I mean, we've seen the arm strength. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a bunch of, you know, lobs down the field. Everybody knows how I yeah. get. You know, I like to, I like to score thing, it up, baby. You know, but let's, you know, <laughs> I got to be patient yeah, that's as well. Thing, like, people, like, people got to understand, like, why we drafted this kid, it was because of the talent because of the talent he has, and we know he can move out the pocket. We know he has the arm strength. We know he can throw the ball with a quick release. Now, granted, he might throw a pick right now, but after this season is done and, and moving on his career, those intangibles stick with him. So when he gets more up in the head, when he, when he gets to all the pieces right up, upstairs in his mind of how to play in the NFL, he still has that talent that we always we drafted him for. So I think that's the luxury of getting Jack Wilson in, as, as a second-round pick. I do think that out of the, all the quarterbacks taken, um, he was – one of the top three out of the entire him, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Fields were opinion to me. They were very close to me in in, in talent. So um, let's just give the guy a chance, you know. Like, and, and I'm not looking for us to win a Super Bowl this year. So at the end of the day, all I want to see is improvement, and not just for Zach, for the whole roster. Like everybody's putting all of it on Zach. I get it; he's our quarterback, but we have a really young roster all around. So all we got to yep. do is. Who we got to take into the future. This season is to see who the Jets regime is going to take into the future. Next, next offseason, we might, you know, let some people go and bring some new people in with free agency. Obviously, we've got the draft next year, but I'm not expecting us to, like, go deep into the playoffs this year or something. So we, we should temper yeah. our expectations. There's going to be some struggles, there's going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs, but let's just chill out and um, take the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you speaking that talk, man. I really love the takes that you're bringing so far. Now, my final question before I let you go, because the lines is hot right now, is when you look at this situation, man. There's a lot of talk about Beckton really having his hands full dealing with Lawson. There's some people that are looking at it and saying, "Hey, this is a battle. It's going to be great for both of them." But then there's others that are saying, "Listen, Beckton shouldn't have this tough of a time with Lawson if he's going to be an All Pro." What are your thoughts on that situation and the battle that they're having? you know, on a, on a, on a, on a, every single practice. Are you a guy that looks at it like, Hey, I like this. Or you got to think that, that Beckton should just absolutely be dominating Lawson. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, um, we, we like, like the last caller said, we haven't had a, a pass rusher in a long, long, long time. Now that we got one, we can't be mad that we got one in Beckton struggling because all this is going to do is make Beckton a better offensive uh, tackle. You know, and, and, and I believe this is his second year. So, I mean, I believe Carl Lawson yeah. is one of the better 
you know, edge rushers in the league. So if he's going against Carl Lawson every week in practice, yo, I mean, yeah. most of these edge rushers are not going to be able to mess with with Matt Beckton, especially by the end of the year. Think of the improvement Beckton's going to have by by going against Carl Lawson. I mean, I've been kind of you know jipping yeah. with the you know all um, the the pro the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, yeah. Brody, I do believe that this year he's like almost going to be guaranteed to get it if he sticks if he stays healthy. So I, I'm I'm loving it, you know. Um, and you know, so if he can do that against you know Carl Lawson, he should be able to handle most of these you know uh, outside edge rushes in the league. So that's I think it's I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly the way I feel. I look at the situation. And I say, and they they had a thing. I think it's iron sharpens iron. But I look at it like this. Look. Yeah, Beckton should – if Beckton wasn't struggling and was just dominating him every single day, like just absolutely stonewalling this guy, I'd be concerned, like, is he going to be good? <laughs> yeah, like, like why, why, why do we pay for this guy? You know, like, why would we yeah, pay all why, this money yeah. for this guy? Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would be a little worried. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, I mean, if he can't at least give Beckton a run, but it's again, it's great to hear. That's what it's all about, competition. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he should be giving Beckton a run, just like Beckton gives him a run at times. You know, he's not winning yeah. every single, you know, snap, every single rep in practice. But guess what? He's he's putting on too. He's out there doing his job as well. So I'm excited about it, man, and I'm hyped because, like you said. No, we haven't had an actual pass rusher in years. I don't think we've had, like, a legitimate pass rusher since John Abraham. I know people bring up Aaron Maven, but John Abraham was a monster when he felt like playing. You know what I'm saying? But he was a complete yeah. monster. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, salute. Yeah. I got to get it's back to these lines, season. my man. It's going to be a fun season. It, it is. But, yeah, yeah. Dude, Dude, take care, is. man. Thanks for having me on the pod, on, on the show. And uh, go Jets. Absolutely. Thank you for calling in, my friend. Listen, he brought the fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Please call in. We are taking all callers. Please be patient when you call in. The lines are hot. Salutes to all of my savages in the chat. Salutes to Tim. Salutes to Jay. Salutes to Mike. Salutes to Bill Jones. Salutes to Skill Baby. All of y'all, man, we'll come to y'all soon. We're going to take questions uh, from the savages in the chat as well. If this is your first time watching me or if you're watching the stream right now, please give the stream a thumbs up, man. Please share the stream. You know what I'm saying? Share with your friends, your family, across your social media platform. Also subscribe as well if you have not subscribed uh, to the stream. Uh, For those of you listening to me on Blog Talk Radio, again, I live stream during my show. So I talk to my savages in the chat, and we go back and forth, man. We have a lot of fun. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. So next caller I'm coming to, I'm going to my guy, Rusty. Anthony and Kieran will come to you in a second. But Rusty, I got to talk to him, man. Rusty salutes. I want to thank you for calling into the show tonight. Listen, Rusty, a lot of people uh, looking at this situation here with Zach Wilson. He struggled. They're wondering, is he going to continue to struggle? Some fans have kind of turned their backs on him. They're starting to worry. What are your thoughts on the situation? And are you, gonna, are you patient? Are you going to be patient, you know, to see what he's actually going to do in this upcoming preseason game? Hey, how's it going, Joe? We'll be doing great, brother. Yeah, we're cool. Absolutely. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hanging in there, man. It's good on the East Coast. A little raining. Got some Scottish weather. But, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, I hear Better you. Than snow. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about this situation I... with Zach Wilson? And are you are you a fan that's 
pulling your hair out as well, looking at the situation where he's struggling right now? No, I love Zach Wall Street Wilson. I mean, if he, he's going to be money. He, it's a good thing that he's going through this. If he was, like you guys were saying before, flying through it, that would be a problem, you know? And he's not, you know? He's taking his lumps and his bruises. Everybody wants to compare him to Mahomes. Mahomes didn't even start until, like, what was it, like week 16, the last, what was it, the last game, basically, of their season. And he had, uh, you know, Smith there, sitting there, Alex Smith helping him out with it. You know, they can't all be yeah. Ben Roethlisberger's. And, you know, then you go to the guy who just got inducted into the Hall of Fame and Peyton Manning, he got destroyed yeah. his rookie year, you know? And that was when he was still in our division. He went, well, I think it was like 3-13 and 13 or maybe won one game. I can't even remember, but I know it was brutal. And then it was yeah. turning wheels off next year, and, you know, <laughs> he turned into Peyton. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Zach's got this weird, like, it looks like a raptor claw when he finishes on his his throw. So once he gets down pat in the NFL, he'll be able to put those little t- precise touches and whatever he, you know, what he's used to doing. He's just got to catch up to the speed of it. You know, college mm-hmm. is a little bit slower. This is faster. So once he gets that, yep. he'll hold that, and, you know, guys are going to bait him and stuff like that. You know, he puts that puzzle piece together. He eats that elephant one piece at a time. He'll finish that elephant, and he'll be good. I'm confident in that. Yeah, yeah, that's the same way I feel. I mean, we've talked about it all night. It's just about allowing him, you know, to to get his feet underneath him as a young quarterback. Again, he struggled in the in the green and white scrimmage. We all know that. Uh, he struggled in the, uh, you know, in the practice today. But guess what? He's got an upcoming preseason game. Allow this kid to get his feet underneath him. Allow him time. He's going to struggle during the season. You know, everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> we saw that. We saw. We've seen it out of every rookie quarterback. You know, especially if they haven't had the time to really sit on that bench and learn behind somebody. Guess what? When they start their rookie seasons, they struggle. That's what happens. Yeah, okay? I, you brought I up. We and, see and, it with veterans too. At least Maddie. he's not running laps like Sam. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to <laughs> take shots. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. It was a wide open jam. I had to hook it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, Rusty, Rusty taking shots already. Pay attention. Everybody pay attention. Rusty could not wait. He couldn't wait to take a shot at Sam. I'm not taking a shot there. But what I am saying is this, that you look hey, around. That's my quarterback, guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look at the situation. Quarterbacks struggle, especially when they start their rookie years. That's just what happens. When you had, when we had Sam, he struggled. You know, but he also showed yeah. us flashes before we destroyed him with Adam Gaze and the lack of a roster and a horrific general manager at the time before Joe Douglas. So you look at the situation here, I think, again, well, I think what we've surrounded Zach with is really going to help him come out of this situation, really going to help him going forward. And that's going to be my next question for you, because we talk about all these roster spots, you know, and again, cuts are going to be coming up. I believe the first one is going to be on the 17th, right? So you got that preseason game. Then they're going to figure out what's going on here. We just made a sign and we just got a guy in Josh Johnson, a veteran backup quarterback that's coming in. We talk about this backup position. How much do you think a guy like Josh Johnson, a veteran backup, can really help Zach Wilson out there on the field understanding the game and understanding what he needs to do? Well, I like him, too. A lot of people don't hear haven't heard about him. I think he's like 36. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. He's, you know, been yeah. traveling around. But he's been traveling around in the Shanahan def- uh, defense, in the Shanahan offense. 
he was there staying in, um, you know, Washington. He was, you know, he was, you know, he's a good fly on the wall to have, so to speak, you know, and he could put those little information, you know, into Zach, things that he wouldn't see, you know, little wrinkles. Like the dude might not be a starter in the NFL, but, you know, he's, you can't deny he made it to the NFL. You know, he'd kill any of us on the street, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and, but he, he knows, you know, he knows enough and, you know, for the Shanahan, you know, for them to pull him in, he, he's got an understanding of that Shanahan, you know, offense. And that's a good thing to have because you don't want to take that spotlight away from Zach either. You know, you don't want to bring yeah. in like Foles or any one of those guys. Cause then, you know, New York media, they'll just tear it to pieces and it won't be about Zach. It would be a competition somehow. So Absolutely. that's what I like. They did no, like no. that under the radar type of mentor, you know? Yeah. Now another position group on the offense that seems to have big question marks around it, that tight end position. And I know you heard <laughs> it, Hive guys, got after me. You know what I'm saying? You got after me. <laughs> you guys got after me left and right when I said, listen, I'm not going to get all fired up about Herndon. I'm going to wait and see what's going on. Well, so far in camp, it looks like Herndon is kind of buried in the depth chart. Guy looks like he's playing with the backups. You got, you got, you know, Croft out there. You got Griffin out there rotating with the number ones. We've seen them get opportunities. I think in this offense in particular, the offensive or the, the, the tight end is maybe is going to be utilized a little bit more than it has, you know, been in the recent past. So when you look at this position group, who do you think comes out of this scrum? Because, again, we got this preseason game coming up. Who's the guy that you're looking at right now that you think is probably going to be the Jets' starting tight end? Uh, it's Cross, no doubt. I, I can't stand Herndon. Okay. He should have been gone two years ago. <laughs> I, I can't. He's he's got cinder block hands. He, you know, Jamal's basically mm. got a tad. He's got a tad bit better hands than Jamal. It's just ugh. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, it it's going to be Cross, and then Westco. I like how they're doing that with the fullback. But you know, then that. The dude that we have to keep and that's going to do something, I really do. I feel it's going to be Yaboa. I like, you know, you yeah. can't just let him go. So yeah. you keep those dudes around. And, you know, you're going to get injuries. But, you know, I, I'd rather have a freaking toilet seat than than Herndon, you know, honest to God. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand him. <laughs> I put that out on as a tight end. So at least a toilet seat, you can hit it and it'll catch it into the crapper, you know. You have a shot at it. So. <laughs> Yo, Rusty is going off right now. So my final question, Rusty, before I let you go, is when you look at, you know, we talk about this pass rush, we talk about Carl Lawson, but there's also other guys, right? Uh, this guy, Bryce Huff, is out there flying around, really making plays. John Franklin Myers, you know, is flying around out there making plays. Do you expect the New York Jets front line, this defensive front, to really dominate the line of scrimmage, you know, in that first quarter or so that they're going to be playing against the Giants? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. I really, I, I really do. I mean, uh, I mean, everybody loves Lawson. I do too. But my my favorite defensive lineman, you know, everyone loves Q too. I love John Franklin Myers. That guy is a maniac. Yeah. I love him, and uh, yeah. he's he's putting in that work, and he's gonna be blessing the NFL for sure. Because you can see what he was doing, you know, last year. And you're like, what? There's something like, why the hell isn't he in there? Well, you know, there was something off. And yeah. now it's just, you know, pin his ear back and release the Kraken type of deal. And he's going to – I think he's going to feast. Him and Lawson are going to yeah. feast. And then you have Q, 
And then you, it's, when you start breaking it down, you start, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, like, how are you, who are you going to double team? What are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're yeah. going to have I the mean, Dean of me and Nozzle Dean come in there and blow people up. It's going to be insane. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I really feel yeah. that. I mean, you're talking that talk, Rusty, like you said as well. I, I think, uh, again, Q's coming back from that injury. He's going to be, you know, ready to go. We already see Lawson out there dominating, but like you said, there's other guys, the, the rotational guys, John Franklin Myers, Huff coming in, Shepard. You know, we've seen him do some things. Dude, this, this line is going to be monstrous. We're going to be beastly. We're really going to be dominating people up front, and I think that that's going to really help us because, again, we talk about our cornerback position being a big position of concern. Well, if you if you ain't got the time to get the ball out, and guys are you know yeah. you're getting smacked around, you're getting constant sacks, and that turns into strip fumbles <laughs> and all those things, you know it's really going to help our secondary work itself out. So before I let you go though, Rusty, because you've had a heck of a call, when you watch this upcoming preseason game, what position battle are you going to be keeping your eye on the most? Oh, probably around. The, uh, the obvious spots are going to be corner and wide receiver, but um, I, I'd probably say safety. I, I want to see what our three dudes do back there, you know, with Joyner and May. And, um, oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot his name when we drafted last year. That's so terrible. Mm-hmm. You talk about uh, coming back. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I like to see, too. So probably, probably go with the safeties, which a lot of people wouldn't say. But, you know, because okay. you're going to see the battles without a doubt on wide receiver and, you know, cornerback and everything, which I, I love everybody's still putting my boy Nims down. He's a freaking monster. You know, once you, know, once you release him on the field field, you know, and he starts toe tapping yeah. and plucking those passes, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right, you know. So yeah. he's got those crazy good genes, too. You see his brother killing it at Oklahoma. So it's, yeah. it's just a matter of time, you know. You just got to find his yeah. right right avenue if you will and be utilized correctly or thrown to at least yep yep listen rusty this was a call from you let's give rusty a hand Rusty a hand, man. This was quite a call from you. Listen, Rusty, I got to get back to these lines, my man. I want you to have yourself a good night and have yourself a good one, my friend. You too, brother. And shout out to the Savages, too. Gang Green for life, man. Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> Salute to Rusty. You know what I'm saying? Salute to everybody. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. We're getting to everyone. Please be patient, okay? The lines are hot, but we're going to get to everybody. We're going to hear everyone's takes. Also, as well, if you have not, please give the stream a thumbs up. Also, please subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And please turn on your notifications as well. The Super Chat is there. If you'd like to donate, whatever you give is greatly appreciated. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat, but you want to hit my Cash App, go ahead. You know, anything that you give to the show is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep things rolling. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Please call in. You know what I'm saying? Before I get back to the callers, I also want to speak on this as well. We're talking about a lot of things tonight. 
We talked about pass rushers. We talked about Zach Wilson. We talked about the battle, you know, at wide receiver, all these position groups, corner. But we also need to talk about the special teams, too. You know, there's a battle going on there as well, a kicker. We all know Ficken. We got rid of him. You got Alan, uh, Amendola. You got Nagar. He's here. Let me tell you something. One of these guys have got to pan out. We've got to figure out who's got what. And, you know, in drills, we've seen Amendola was, what, four for four? And then today, you know, in practice, they were both four for four. Everything's looking good. So there's a battle going on there. There's also a battle at the kick return position as well, too, seeing who's going to stick there. Ballantyne made some solid moves as well in the green and white game. That might be something that actually sticks him into the roster. If he can come here and be a solid returner, that's going to mean big things for the New York Jets. That would pay dividends. Again, when you look at what we had with a guy like Roberts, anybody remember him? He was a very solid, uh, you know, returner for us. Let me tell you, that does nothing but bode well for your offense, okay? Because if you give your offense very good field position, it allows them to really turn up. It opens up the options of play calling. It helps them, you know, really go on. If you're starting from your, you know, your 50 or if you're starting from your 40, it really helps you get going, man, especially with a young rookie quarterback. Less yards that he has to make up, and he can really get going and and put plays together and put points together. So that's going to be really big as well. So we'll be talking about that tonight, too. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Steve. Kieran and Anthony will come to you in a second. But I got to go to my guy, Steve, man. My guy, Steve, has been on the line. We all know Steve brings the heat. Salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, give me your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson, man. Because I got to ask you, there's a lot of fans that have kind of started to turn their backs on him since that green and white game. Are you frustrated and are you turning your back on him because of the struggles that he's had so far? Well, first off, Joe, it's always great to hear from you, man. It's always great to talk Jets with you. So, anyway, Joe, so here was my thought. You know, since you're bringing up the green and white scrimmage, I happened to be there last Saturday night. So I'm going to give you my thoughts about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So here was the thing. You know, first off, before I talk about the green and white practice, it was just so phenomenal, Joe, to get back into MetLife Stadium for the first time since the last home game back in 2019 against Pittsburgh. Let me tell you something, Joe. It was a great turnaround. 20,000, uh, close to 20,000 fans went to that event on, on Saturday, Joe. It was phenomenal. But now let's go to the practice, okay? So here was my thought. Listen. Zach Wilson is going to have his ups and downs, and unfortunately, on Saturday, he had his downs. Now, listen, I'm not going to turn the tables on Zach just yet, okay? Because, listen, the kid is a rookie, and he is going to learn. He even admitted it after the practice on that Saturday, you know, that he needed to do things that needed to get better. Let me tell you something. There were at times, Joe, when he threw good passes, There was at one point in the practice where Tyler Croft dropped a pass that he should have had. Um, There was a – there Trayvon Wesco, there was a pass he threw that Wesco should have had. The thing is, like, I was screaming out from my seat, catch the ball. You have to catch (laughs) the ball. Like, catch the ball. Like, that's something you can't blame your quarterback for. Now, listen, the the interceptions that he threw – The first interception, Joe, was his fault, okay? He threw it right into the hands of Gidry, okay? Listen, 
it was a bad pass, but he was able to bounce back and bring the Jets down the field for a field goal. Then what happened was um, on his second interception that he threw, it wasn't his fault at all. What happened was on that play, LaMarcus Joyner popped Jamison Crowder and C.J. Mosley made a diving interception. You know, listen, yeah. here was the thing. Zach Wilson did not have the best of practice at the green and white scrimmage, and I'm going to say that right now. But listen, he is a rookie. He is going to learn. And the thing is, like, okay, then throughout Twitter, there was a thing where a Bills fan said, you know what, I am so happy you guys passed on Justin Fields. Zach Wilson is going to be a bust. Like, I've seen all of this stuff on Twitter. Crazy, Joe. It's crazy. And the thing is, from Jet fans, then they were all even saying, oh, we need to bring Sam back. Listen, Sam is gone. We need to move on. And then the other thing is, they, some of them were even saying, oh, maybe Mike White or James Morgan should be the quarterback. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me right now? Like, like the thing no. is, Joe, it's just Jet fans are so freaking crazy. Listen, I understand it's been 10 years since we haven't made the playoffs. I understand it's been 50-plus years since we haven't won a Super Bowl. But you've got to give Zach Wilson a chance. You've got to give the kid a chance. I mean, listen, we're going to see him in his, in his first debut against another team this Saturday night against the Giants in the preseason. So, Joe, yep. talk to me. Man. What are your thoughts? Talk to me, man. Let's go. Yeah, let's just, I mean, you're burning the house down right now. You're really bringing it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm right there with you. I look at the situation, and I say to myself, hey, he's a young quarterback. He's made mistakes, but I don't think anybody should just be turning their backs on him. It's, you know, it's a scrimmage. Let's allow him to get him, you know, get his feet underneath himself. He's going to struggle. He's a rookie quarterback. That's what they do. You know, they, they look horrible at times where you're like, what is going on? And then there's times of brilliance, flashes of brilliance, but you continue to build upon that. And that's why I'm so excited is because I feel like we have the proper coaching staff for this, right? We have a coaching staff that I feel is equipped to be able to deal with grooming and maturing a young quarterback. Because in the past, I don't think we had that. And that's what I want to want to go to next with you, Steve, is when you look at the some of the positive reinforcement, some of the words, because you were there at the green and white scrimmage as well. You know, even when you look at some of the, some of the things, for me, the calming force of Sulla, right, has, has, has shined through, bro. Like he's constantly talking about how, hey, listen, this is a kid that's going to struggle. Yeah, he struggled at times, but we still have faith in him. We're going to continue to have his back. We're going to figure things out. We're going to work together. He's even addressed other players as well that had, you know, great nights, that have had great practice and said, hey, listen, you know, yeah, you're playing great, but there's always something you can work on, always something you can get better at. Can you please talk to me about how you feel about Sulla's leadership, the leadership that he's displaying on a weekly basis, on, 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 a, on a day-to-day basis with this football team, man? No, let me tell you something, Joe. The way how Robert Sala has brought this team together, Joe, is absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. You know, after from the years, the, the last two years, when we went through that garbage coach of Adam Gaze, this is such a huge difference, Joe. And let me tell you yeah. something, Joe, the defense, even though despite the fact that I'm still a little bit worried about the corner position on the defense, this yeah. defense looks absolutely phenomenal this defense looks a hundred times better than it was when we had it under greg williams the last couple of years because we finally have 
a legit pass rusher in Carl Lawson. I saw Carl Lawson up close, Joe. He's a freaking animal. I'm telling you right now, yeah. he is an animal out on the field. Mosley even looks great. I even love the duo of LaMarcus Joyner teaming up with Marcus May this year. It, the safety position looks great. The linebacking position looks great. Even when Quentin Williams comes back, because he will be at, he should be activated off the PUP list by next week. Mm-hmm. But the, let me tell you something, Joe. This defense now, listen, I'm not going to get my high hopes yet. I need to see what, when it actually starts, when the regular season begins. But everyone is saying that this defense this year could be like a top 10 defense. But here is the thing, which I'm going to say right now. I need to see what it looks like on the field. Now, the other things I wanted to talk about when I was there, there was actually some really cool and funny moments during that practice when, when kickoff returns were happening. When the Jet fans were getting so excited when Corey Ballantyne was making a play and everybody and all the Jet fans were screaming for Ballantyne to go all the way. As soon as he gets to the fifty yard line line, they have to blow the horn. I mean, unfortunately that's that's what they have to do, but all the fans went, mm-hmm. Aw and then everybody all and then and then and then the fans started booing at the refs. I thought that was the funniest moment uh, during the whole training the whole practice that night. But anyway, the kicking position, because we, we've talked about the kicker position. Here is the thing right yeah. now. I am happy that we did get rid of Sam Ficken. We had to move on yeah. from Ficken because he was struggling. The new, the new kickers are definitely showing some promise. But right now, Joe, if I had a pick right now, I mean, obviously we still have a preseason. We're not going to know who our kicker is, probably not until the end of the preseason. But if I'm going to predict mm-hmm. right now who I think the kicker is going to be, I think it's going to be Amendola. Because Amendola, yeah, really, Amendola was really has been really, really impressive at camp. And the last thing yeah. I'll say is before I let you talk again is, is this position as well. Now, I'll tell you something right now. The offensive line has really improved a lot, too, throughout this camp. Yeah. Even though Elijah Barrett Tucker is out right now, I mean, the good news is his injury is not too serious. I think he, I, I, he's probably going to miss the first game against the Giants, which is okay. I'd rather have him miss a preseason game than a regular season game. But let me tell you something. That we could definitely have a really, really good running team. The one thing that they just have to do better is, I mean, we're obviously going to face other defensive lines, is, is that they got to protect Wilson. But I do think the offensive line is definitely improved from last year. I mean, we're going to see what also happens this Saturday when we play the Giants in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that was going to be my next and my final question for you, Steve, because you've given one heck of a breakdown, man, is I want to get your thoughts on the situation in right guard here because, like you said, there was an injury to Vera Tucker. I think it was like a, a, a pectoral injury that he had, but he's going to be fine. But you also got the yeah, injury yeah, to Cam Clark as well. Camp, yeah, the, the Cam Clark as well had a, had, a, had a neck injury. That was a guy we were looking to – you know, kind of grab that, that, that guard situation. So when you look at, I think right now it looks like Ben Roten is going to be starting. What are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, you know, listen, unfor- listen. here is the thing. I'm not really a big fan of Van Roten. I mean, I think he's mm-hmm. okay. He's not the best guard I've ever seen play. But the thing is right now is, I mean, and Van Roten and Dan Feeney have been the ones that have been replacing Barrett Tucker right now. But the thing is, yep. Joe, you know, going into this year, I mean, listen, I'm hoping that things, you know, just work out really good, you know. 
the but the mm-hmm. only thing is like like that I'm just concerned about is like how this preseason is going to turn out. Because listen, you know it's exciting that we're going to finally see the Jets play against an uh, opposing team. You know this upcoming Saturday at 7:30 Eastern time, 4:30 Pacific time where you are. You know now we're you know we're going to we're going to see them play the Giants. I mean, you know, listen, it's exciting. But the thing is, you know, it's 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 a big preseason for the Jets because we have a young team. You know, it, you know we don't know where this team is going to be. But, you know, we're going to see it in an actual game. The one thing is that some people are telling me that for next Saturday is, is this, for this Saturday coming up, they want the Jets to come out with a flash at the beginning. We don't want to see them yeah. come out flat like we've seen in the past because if we do start to come out flat, then things are going to get a little, are going to get a little bit tough. But the whole goal is, it's, it's, remember, the preseason is not about winning games or losing games. It's about getting the team ready and prepared. That, 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 yeah, that's the exact point, count. Steve. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. And you know that that's that's you're completely correct there, Steve. It's not about winning a game. That these these games really don't matter. What it's about is about the team coming out looking sharp and competing hard. That's all we want to see. So you have some great yeah. takes there, Steve. Now before I let you go, man, final thoughts is hey, when you watch this game, you know against the Giants, what position groups are you going to be keeping your eye on the most throughout the game? Um, the the offensive side, I'm going to go with the offensive line. Um, and also at the tight end position, because, listen, I don't know what's going to happen with Tyler Croft or Chris Herndon, because I know every, they, the, the tight end position is something. I think those are the two most keys to watch, to watch for. And, of course, to make sure that Zach Wilson gets out of the game healthy. Um, on mm. the defensive side of the ball, I'm looking at the cornerback position. Because, like I said before, yeah. Even though I think we do have a good pass rush now, the cornerback position is a position that I'm worried for. And one last thing I'll say before I go. Now, remember, on this show, on the Long Beach Joe show, if you come on this show and if you curse on this show, Long Beach Joe is going to get you out of here fast. And he means fast. Faster than Adam Gates and Daryl Lowey couldn't coach an offensive system. <laughs> Steve, give him a hand, man. Give him a hand, Joe. I respect that. I respect that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Salute, Steve. I want to thank you for coming on the show. You have, have a, a good, good night, night Joe. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Listen, Steve calling in. He has some heat, man. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give it to Steve. He brought some heat, you know, straight from the green and white scrimmage. Again, you know, Steve is a guy that's out there, so he definitely – you know, he's in person. He's a big Jets fan. That's why I always love to talk to him and hear his perspective about these New York Jets. So, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. Lines are still hot. We're going to get to everybody. When you call in, please, you know, be patient. We will get to everybody. Also, I know different things going to different places, you know, but when you call in, you're in a queue system. I can see you, Okay. So no need to call in and hang up, call in and hang up, and call in and hang up, because all you're going to do is put yourself at the bottom of the queue, okay? And, uh, you know, you'll be in the abyss. We'll never see you. You know what I'm saying? So just please get on the line, hold on, and we're going to get to everybody. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you're watching. Also share the stream. Subscribe if you have not subscribed, and turn on your notifications. So next I'm going to go to my guy, Kirian. 
Kyrian, I'm coming to you. Anthony will come to you in a second. Kyrian, salute. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Uh, please clean up your background. Or you, please clean up your background. Or you got a little, little issues going on. But we'll get to you in, in, in a second. But, Kyrian, I want to get your thoughts on this. You look at this situation with Zach Wilson right now. There's a lot of people that are kind of turning their back on him right now because he's struggling a little bit, right? He's got some things going on. He's trying to find his way as a rookie quarterback. Have you turned your back on Zach Wilson as well, and are you concerned that the struggles will continue going on into this upcoming preseason game that we have against the Giants? Hey, Joe, how's it going? Uh, I'm all right. Well. I've been listening to uh, the stuff and answering your question. I think uh, I'm, I'm – I'm cautiously optimistic, but I, you know, I'm, I, I, you got to be patient, right? So everything that okay. there's a there's a caller before three callers ago who basically said everything I wanted to say. I don't know. He, uh, he was the guy before the toilet bowl guy, but anyway, um, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he, uh, he said everything that's right. I mean, you got to be patient with Zach. I think that actually uh, what Steve said about the offensive line being, the, the position group that you got to look at is probably important. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm thinking that, you know, they're going to run. They're going to see how well the offensive line is going to run the ball uh, in the preseason. And then, you know, play action pass. That if, uh, you know, he can, he can deal with it. Quick passes, if anything. They're going to probably mm-hmm. script a bunch of plays to make sure that he understands the offense. I want to see Zach be able to run the offense, you know, know the plays, hand the ball off, no turnovers, and if he does turn the ball mm-hmm. over, you know, um, come back the next drive and show, you know, some gumption, some some moxie, yeah. and, you know, and yeah. run the offense without without a hitch after that, you know? So that's all I expect yeah. of him. No, that, that, that's great. That was a great take there. That's, a, that's kind of what I expect as well. You know, if he makes a mistake, okay, he's able to come back and continue to build because he's going to make mistakes. He's a, he's a rookie quarterback. This is preseason. You know, we're, we're going on. We're trying to figure things out. But one of the things that you brought up as well after that great take about the quarterback was the running game, how you want to see us go out there and run the ball. You think that that's what they're going to do. And it's a guy in P. Ryan that I think a lot of people pretty much left for dead. You know, you listen to the show throughout the offseason. There were people saying that he was cut, he was gone, they couldn't wait to get rid of him, so on and so forth. This dude is putting on in camp. He's trucking people. He's running with power. What are your thoughts about him and his position, you know, within this running back group? Is this the guy that you think can now turn, really turn things around with some solid performances in the preseason game and make his, and make his spot on the roster? I, I think so. I think I don't think they're going to give up on their, you know, their third round pick last year. I don't think they're going to give up mm-hmm. on him. I think uh, they're going to give him every opportunity. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to, you know, I don't know if he's going to start. I, I, I think I think I don't know who who's on the who's the depth chart. I think I think number one is uh, is Tevin Coleman. Well, no. you got yeah, you got Ty Johnson. You got Tevin Coleman. You got Tevin Joe, Tevin Coleman. You got Ty Johnson. You got Carter, the Michael Carter, the guy we just drafted. Uh, you know, you got yeah. Adams, you got Walter there, so there's guys there, you know. Yeah, I think Piran. I, I don't think Piran's going to get cut. I think he's going to make the team over Josh Adams. I think Josh Adams and him are probably a little similar in build. Josh, I think Josh Adams is a bigger guy, can truck people. Piran's kind of the uh, like a maybe he's going to be a short short yardage back if he's trucking people. Maybe that's what that's what he's trying to show. 
that he's going to be a short yardage. That's his role maybe. And he's just a bigger back in, in the offense. And so he's going to take it up the middle. And, and at times if he, if he stays in for more than, you know, three downs, he's also going to be on the wide zone as well. So he has to show both of those things, but you know, like uh, uh, Ty Johnson and, uh, and Michael Carter are going to be the guys when they, when they want to break the zone on the left-hand side, and they want to go for big mm-hmm. runs. I got Nims on the field to block, and whoever else, to, and Corey Davis blocking to break off big runs. Those are the guys that are going to break off like ten-yard runs, you know. And then I think yeah. I, I said this before uh, when I came on this, when I spoke to you a while back, and um, they're going to be running the hell out of the ball. I think that's it. Yeah. They're going to be running yeah. left, left, left because also during the preseason games, you're going to, they're going to want to show some. Uh, you know, continuity. They want to. Sh- they want to get off on the right foot, as you said. And the best way to get off on the right foot is take your take the strength of your offensive line, which is run right with Nakai yeah. Becton yeah. and a Tucker if he's healthy or whoever is on the left hand side, and then even put yeah. um, a tight end to chip right and just run the yeah. hell out of the ball, Who, whoever is there. Yeah. So that's yeah. my opinion about. Yeah. I think the entire season is going to be like that. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about San Francisco offense. San Francisco offense is basically, you know, you run the ball and then the pass, the, the pass is going to come off the run. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you're talking that talk. Listen, it's been a phenomenal call from you, my friend. It was great to speak to you. I want you to have yourself a good night, all right? Thank you. You too. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Kieran calling in with fire. There was a lot of fire in that call. <laughs> Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. Salute to everybody watching. Please get a stream of thumbs up if you haven't. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Please turn on your notifications as well so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. You can hit the Super Chat if you like. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat, please hit the Cash App if you can. If you'd like to donate, whatever you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. I'm going to my guy, Anthony, next. I know Anthony's got some talk to talk tonight. I know that he is ready. This is a guy that knows his jet. Salutes to you, Anthony. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Anthony, listen, man, give me your thoughts about this situation with Mims. There's a lot of people saying that he's on the bubble. Do you believe that to be true? Listen to me, Joe. Like, I love Mims, dude. I heard he's he's had a little bit of a drop problem, dude. Uh, But to be honest, in my opinion, I don't – I don't think he's doing bad, dude. I just think Keelan Cole is just outplaying him, dude. Like, I love Keelan mm-hmm. Cole, dude. When the day yeah. signed him, dude, I loved the signing, dude. I just really did, dude. So, I really don't think it's Mims, dude. I just think Keelan Cole is just a better player, dude. And, and people are always mm-hmm. talking that Keelan Cole is arguably the better scheme fit. But I really don't think yeah. Mims is doing that bad. I just think Keelan Cole is just playing better than him. Okay. Yeah, so in your opinion, Keelan Cole is pretty much going to – because I know that there's a lot of people, even before, you know, we really got going into the offseason and training camp came in things, there was a lot of people saying the second that we acquired him, this may be the guy that's going to be our number two wide receiver. Yep. Is that where you see Keelan Cole kind of slotting into? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he can fit in. Like, listen to me, like, I think Mims, like, as of right now, I know he's going to be, like – He's gonna, he's gonna, he's going back down on the depth chart, dude. Because I think Keelan Cole is mm-hmm. like playing better. But yeah, I do really do expect Keelan Cole to be the number two receiver this season for the start. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So when you look at this upcoming 
preseason game because you, we're talking about this wide receiver core right now. Yeah. Do you expect Elijah Moore to get a bunch of snaps? I mean, where do you expect him dude, to kind of fit into the situation? Dude, right? I, I, dude, we need to see him on the field, dude. We, he's got, dude. All <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, dude, Elijah Moore, dude, he is a stud, dude. I love Elijah Moore, dude. The day we drafted him, dude, I was so hyped, dude. I beg the Jets are going to play him this week, this Saturday against the Giants, dude. I just really, really want to see it, dude. You want to give the young guys as much reps as possible, dude. So, if I'm Robert Sala, dude, I'm playing Elijah more this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I'm right there with you. I want to see him out there on the field. I want to see what he's going to bring. Again, from what we've heard so far from Sala, the starting guys, you know, the guys that they just have started for this game, because not nothing's concrete right now, right? Yep. So the guys they just have started for this game is probably going to get a quarter, and then after that, they're oh. probably going to take the guys out and, and keep it moving. As of yep. right now, that may change, but as of right now, so it, listen, if he's not, even if he is a starter, I want to see that guy out there. I want to see him yes. up until maybe the third yeah. quarter. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him. I want, yeah. I want to see Elijah Moore get as many balls thrown his way this preseason. I want to see him really go out there and show us what he's got. Because, again, like you said, we're all excited about him. We've talked about him, you know, all camp. We talked about him, you know, in many camps, that the impact that he could bring. And I just want to see him, you know, out there really playing and playing hard. Now, we talked about this wide receiver core. Let's talk about this QB situation, man, because there's people that – uh are uh, looking at Zach Wilson right now, and they're not too happy. You know, as I know, Anthony, this fan base will turn on you real fast. <laughs> real fast, you know. <laughs> real fast. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? They'll turn on you real yeah. fast. Uh, and he had a rough green and white scrimmage, and he's had a rough practice. You know, throwing some interceptions. Things haven't looked as clean or as crisp and we all ho- as we all would hope, right? What are your thoughts on the situation of him struggling right now, man? I mean, how are you feeling about it? Like, Joe, uh, Joe, I am not nervous whatsoever, dude. Whoever, any Jeff fans that are already flipping out about this, dude, I'm going to say, dude, they're a bunch of idiots, dude. It's just ridiculous <laughs> oh, flipping out about this right now. It's actually ridiculous. It's actually so ridiculous. Like, dude, he's a rookie, yeah. dude. He's a rookie. Yeah. Dude. Like, dude, like, I'd much rather watch him make these mistakes right now than later, dude. And, like, just give, just have some patience, dude. Like, it's so annoying. Yeah. That's all I got to say, dude. Yeah. Like, listen to me. I wanted us to drive Zach Wilson, dude. I'm, I'm probably one of Zach Wilson's biggest supporters already, dude. Like, I'm going to defend mm-hmm. him every second of the day, dude, because he's my quarterback, dude. <laughs> I'm just so excited for him, dude. But all I got to say to the fans out there, they're telling me, oh, we should have kept Sam. We should have dropped Justin Fields. We should have we should have dropped the trailer. Uh-huh. Just stop. Just yeah. stop already. Like, he hasn't <laughs> even played a preseason game yet. Like, like just stop it. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Look, I listen, listen, and everybody listening. I, I didn't I didn't call Jets fans idiots, you know. What more do you about. want from me? You know, all I said was y'all turn on people fast. You know, y'all turn on people real fast. That's all I'm saying. Don't DM me crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, I love. I got nothing but love for all of y'all. You know what I mean? But y'all do turn on people fast. But you know, Anthony is speaking <laughs> his mind, and I understand. There's a lot of frustration. Especially, like you said as well, you know, you're a big Zach Wilson guy. People just start, yep. you know, trying to get at him constantly. It upsets you, you know, and I, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. For me, I'm a Jets fan as well. I look at the situation like, hey, he's a young quarterback. He's going to have days like this. <laughs> like, that's just how it works. You yeah. know, you, you, you figure and, things and out, Joe, you make mistakes, and then you grow from them. Go ahead. Yeah, and let me put something 
I'm gonna I'm gonna add something else to it. Like, dude, like the thing is, dude, just because he's struggling now does not mean he's gonna have a bad rookie season, dude. It doesn't mean anything, yeah. dude. Rookie quarter. Mm-hmm. This happens to every rookie quarterback. Trust me, dude. And guess what? If he yeah. doesn't have the best rookie season this year, dude, it doesn't really matter, dude, because I can go on and on of how many great quarterbacks were not good in their first year, not even into their fourth year. Like I can keep on going. Yeah. Like here's one example. Peyton Manning was all for his rookie year, dude. He went three and thirteen, threw over twenty interceptions, dude. The next year after that, he goes mm-hmm. thirteen and three, and his stats are so much better. Like. I'm not yeah. trying to compare Zach Wilson to Peyton Manning. I'm just saying, I'm just giving you an example of this of how much things can change after a year or two with a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're, you're talking that talking. I, you know, I, I, everybody kind of talks about that Peyton Manning, you know, stuff. And I, I kind of stay away from that because, like you said as well, people immediately start to, <laughs> say, you know, yeah. oh, he's going to be Peyton Manning. Or, like, like, I'm not comparing Zach Wilson to Peyton like, Manning. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. Just saying, I, I know I'm giving you an yeah, example. Yeah, 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 but. But that's a that's a great example and a, and a great a great you know uh, uh, way to put it. It's like, hey, we've seen the best of the best quarterbacks struggle in their rookie years. It's like, you know, why wouldn't he do the exact same way? Hell, we saw Sam struggle his rookie year, and then yeah. we saw flashes here and there. You know, before we yep. did what we did to destroy him. But uh, <laughs> you look at this situation. Uh, I, I want to keep going with you because you're really bringing the heat and the fire. One of the things I think is going to be a big key to helping Zach Wilson. Uh, this upcoming season, hell, just just throughout this offseason is our offensive line. And there's a lot of people wondering why, you know, when you look at this situation, a lot of people are looking at it and saying, hey, you know, Beckton is kind of struggling or kind of, you know, going back and forth with Carl Lawson every day. You know, why isn't he just dominating every single down? What are your thoughts about that, man? What are your thoughts about this battle between Lawson and Beckton on a daily basis? Like, Joe, to be honest, like, I don't – listen to me, I understand Lawson's been killing him in practice. But, like, man, like, I'll yeah. say, dude, Lawson is a – he's a monster. Like, he is tough yeah. to against. I know. Like, exactly. like I, I think – no, I think Beckton's going to be fine. No, I just think Lawson is just bringing it to him. I just think Lawson's just going mm-hmm. so tough on him. But, and guess what? It's, like, I, I said the same thing about Zach Wilson. It's practice. Just – yeah, I like. I just think Lawson's just going so tough on him. That's all. Like I like with me, the Jets haven't had a guy like this since probably John Abraham, dude. Like I am so excited yeah. for Carl Lawson. It's just, it's so nice that we have a legitimate pass rusher. Mhm. So when you look at this offensive line again, because uh, you know uh, Vera Tucker, he's dealing with that injury that he has. But when you look at the yeah. other side, that right guard position, Cam. Cam Clark dealing with that neck injury. We might see Van Roden actually stick around. As of right now, he's slotted as a starter there. Are you concerned about that, or is there another guard you think will be able to snatch that spot from him as we continue on throughout this preseason situation? Like Joe, like I'm not the bill. I'm not the biggest Van Roden guy, dude. But like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, dude. Like the Jets, Lord, he's not as bad as people say he is. Like. I would love to oh, see Cam boy. Clark start at right guard. Like I would love to see Cam Clark start at right guard, but like yeah. I don't, I'm not sure yeah. it's gonna happen, dude. Because he ha- he got that huge injury the other day. It's gonna it's gonna be hard for him to come back and like catch up. And like I, I really expect Van Roten to start, dude. But I think like listen, to me, man, he's by far the worst guy we have in the offensive line, dude. But it's not like he's so so bad that we're in danger. So like I would love I would yeah. love for another guy to start, too, but I really think it's going to be Ben Rowan, though. 
Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So my final question, and you're bringing the heat right now, Anthony. You really bringing it in your call. When you look at this situation at linebacker, right? A lot of people yep. we were talking about Cashman. A lot of people talked about a lot of things. Listen, Hamza Nezrodin has stepped in, and this is a guy that looks like he's going to be our starting weak side linebacker. Yep. How do you feel about him at that position, man? Are you excited to see him going out there flying around? And what do you are you going to keep a close eye on him this upcoming preseason game? Absolutely, it loses me. I really like Nazaruddin, dude. People were telling me one day he was like a he was like a second or third round talent or something like that. <laughs> they might have been Sherwood, but I believe it was about Nazaruddin. Like, man, I really like Nazaruddin, dude. I really think Fowler can make him something special. Like, I really like to pick up the time, dude. Like, I know, like, yeah. also in, in linebacker group, you got you got guys like Cashman, Gerard Davis, T.J. Mosley, but I really expect yep. Nazareldine to start, dude, because he's, he's had a good training camp so far. I'm not going to lie. I really mm-hmm. like him so far. Yeah. Yeah, listen, Anthony, you have brought the fireman. Before I let you go, when you watch this game, what position group battles are you going to keep your eyes on the closest, man. Like, what position huh. are you going to be looking at going, hmm, who's making a play here? Who's making a play there throughout the game? Listen to me, Joe. There's a lot of position battles on this team right now, but the the one position battle that just intrigues me so much is the running back position, dude. Like, I really think it's yeah. going to be either between Kevin Coleman or Michael Carter that's going to that's going to be the starting running back to start off the season. So, yeah, um, I, I really like both guys, dude. I think I've, I've seen more of Michael Carter so far, but I told you, and I, mm-hmm. I told you this a few weeks ago. I have a feeling they might start Coleman because I told you a few weeks ago that I feel I feel like Coleman is kind of the a mentor to Michael Carter because, like you know, like Kevin Coleman, he's been in the Shanahan offense for a for a while. He knows it so well, so maybe he'll he's gonna he's gonna teach Michael Carter a lot of things about this offense. So that's a big reason why I have a feeling Kevin Coleman might start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see it. I could absolutely see it. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to keep ringing this bell that, uh, listen, Michael P. Ryan, people thought he was dead. Okay. They said he was the guy that was going to be off the roster. He was terrible, all this other stuff. That dude has brought it all camp. And he's been a guy that is running with power. He has been a guy that has been showing up and showing out. Every practice, and like you said as well, I could see Carter being the guy to be a starter, but I could see Pre-Ryan being a guy that they use heavy within this multi-back system. He may actually, again, make this roster when a lot of people have turned their backs on him. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just going to say that. So, Anthony, listen, let me give you a hand, man, because you brought some fire, bro. Let me give you a hand, dude. Yeah. Let's give him a hand. Let's give Anthony a hand. Let's give him a hand. Absolutely. Listen, Anthony, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Thanks for having me on, Joe. I'll definitely be here next time. Have a great night. All right, you have a good one, man. Listen, Anthony, call in. He has some fire. Listen, we talked so much tonight. I'm going to go to the to my savages in the chat because they're talking. Salute to SG31 Black. Salute to you as well, man. Uh, SG says, what do you think about the uh, depth chart? So far, um, some of the things that we're seeing, and, again, this is just kind of, you know, on the fly. Some of the things that we're talking about, um, we, we talked a little bit about some of the guys that are going to be stepping up and probably starting 
Again, things are still fluid. We're still trying to see what's going on here. Uh, when you look at this situation, uh, particularly at wide receivers, some of the guys that we're seeing starting, I think uh, Crowder is going to be out there with the ones. Uh, supposedly Keelan Cole is going to be out there with the ones. And, you know, of course, Corey Davis is going to be out there with the ones. Now, is that something that I think is going to be set in stone? No. I think that, again, they're still trying to evaluate things offensively. They're still trying to evaluate how guys can be used within the rotation of wide receiver. And so we're going to figure all those things out as time continues on. I don't think that this puts uh, Sims, you know, out the door. I don't think that this puts Sims in a situation – or Mims, excuse me, in a situation where he won't be able to, you know, grab a spot or anything like that. I just think right now, you know, that's kind of where they're at, and they'll continue to work him within the rotation. And, again, I think a lot of people are not talking about this situation is that he had food poisoning, okay, coming into this offseason. I think that that really made it a rough road. He, I think he, they said he lost like 15 pounds. You know, he was, you know, vomiting constantly. So now that that's over, he's getting back to it. We're starting to see him really get his things going. He's got to work on, on the drops. You know, again, there were some drops from some other guys as well, too. But, you know, we'll clean things up. But there's a lot of question marks at other position groups, particularly if you look at the, you know, on the offensive side, that tight end position, big time question marks, okay? You know, I, I'm a guy that has been called a Herndon hater by the Herndon Hyde. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what else y'all want me to do. What, what more do you want from me? You know, I'm not bashing this guy 24 hours a day. I'm just saying he's got to show me something. And at this point, you look at guys like Croft and Griffin. Griffin, Griffin, does anybody remember him? Griffin, yet again, is a guy that's putting on and being ahead of him, you know, on these team drills. So uh, you were going into this game, Herndon's got to put on. Herndon's got to do something, especially with my guy Yaboa, right, catching these touchdowns, okay? Yes, he's catching them with the second team. That does not mean that he's just a comfortable spot to make the roster. He's got to continue to fight and do his thing as well. But with his athletic ability, I think he's the guy that can push to possibly, you know, uh, be a starting tight end here, but we'll see. But, again, Griffin and Cross have really been putting things together at that tight end position. You look at our offensive line, uh, you know, things are kind of shaking out again with the injury to uh, Vera Tucker. We'll see how that pans out. I think he's going to miss the first uh, preseason game with that pectoral injury, but – uh, you look at the situation here everywhere else. Morgan Moses, you know, has, has looked decent. I'm a little concerned about that right guard position, but again, with Cam Clark going down with that neck injury, we'll figure out how to, you know, how we're going forward with him. Uh, we'll see how things pan out there. Maybe, you know, the addition of Vera Tucker and everything that's going on around, maybe he, you know, plays solidly this season or decently this season and not get destroyed like he did last season. But I'm extremely excited, especially when people talk about Becton. Um, you know, his battles with uh, Carl Lawson this offseason. Those are things that I love to hear. I love to hear that they're, you know, going back and forth and they're not winning every rep. And, you know, he's not dominating Lawson. Lawson's not dominating him. You know, it's just they're just going back and forth because they're good players. When you are playing up against the type of pass rusher that Carl Lawson is, he's one of the better pass rushers in the league, he should struggle. But guess what? All of the practice and all the struggle and all of the – you know, the fight that they're having in practice is going to make him better when he goes against these other guys, you know, that he's going to be facing during game time. Guys that are on Carl Lawson's level, he's going to be able to deal with those guys because he's dealing with one of the better pass rushers in, in camp, in practice, you know, every single day. You know what I'm saying? So, again, they, they have a saying, uh, iron sharpens iron. So they're just doing their thing, man. They're just doing their thing. So 
I, I like the way our offensive line is looking. I want to see Bear Tucker, you know, come back. Eventually he will, which should be soon. You know, he's a young guy. I can't now wait to see him out there. Everyone knows I'm a big USC guy, but he's a monster, and he's absolutely going to destroy people this upcoming season. You look at our defensive line, I'm extremely excited about that. I can't wait to see what they do in this upcoming game as well. Uh, let me tell you something. I think we're going to dominate the line of scrimmage against the Giants. And, again, we haven't even gotten Quentin Williams in the fold yet, man. He's still, you know, trying to come back from that injury, which he should be soon. So you look at the situation, man. You got Lawson out there. Huff is a guy that I think is really turning a lot of heads, too. He's a guy that's going to get after it. He's a guy that's going to be able to rush the passer solidly. Our rotation is so good with John Franklin Myers and, uh, you know, and, and all the guys we have. Shepard, you know, is going to be out there fighting and battling. Man, it's going to be – I'm telling you, we are going to absolutely destroy so many people this upcoming season. We don't even talk about, you know, guys like Rankins and all these guys that we've added, man. We are going to dominate the line of scrimmage, and that's really going to help us on the back end of our defense because, again, there's big questions about the corner position, and that's a position that I'm definitely going to have my eyes on. You know, with Bryce, I think it's going to be a guy, as of right now, just the way the depth chart is looking, uh, it's going to be a guy that's going to be out there at corner as well, starting with uh, with Bless Austin. So we'll see how things pan out with the rest of the corners too. A lot of people talking about Gundry and all these guys. I'm going to keep my eye on that position group, probably the closest on defense, because I want to see how this is going to pan. But if our pass rush is really able to get after it, it's going to help those guys in coverage because they're not going to have to be covering for very long. And also they're going to be able to take advantage of the mistakes that a lot of quarterback, uh, quarterbacks are going to make because you got – a second to throw the football. You're going to throw it somewhere where it shouldn't be. And guess what? That could be picked off and taken to the house, but that could be picked off and it's going to be returned to our offense. So turnovers can come out of those things. Also strip sacks as well can come out of those things. So I I cannot wait to see how our front is really going to get after it. Our linebacker situation, I like that as well. Gerard Davis is a guy I can't wait to see. There's a lot of talk about him and what he can bring. Again, this is a guy that was a, you know, a first-round pick, a guy that a lot of people were saying, hey, he hasn't played up to his potential yet. He's looked like he's a guy that can really go out there and put on. And, of course, C.J. Mosley finally being able to be out there on the field now after two games to two years. That's what people constantly got after me with when I was just – so excited about him, you know, coming into this offseason. He was two games in two years, Joe. Well, guess what? You guys are about to see, and he's super in shape, and he's lost quite a bit of weight, so he's going to be flying around there in the 4-3, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing, so I can't wait. Hamza Nerzuldin as well at that weak side position. We're going to see, you know what I'm saying, he's going to go out there again. I talk to people. I live on the West Coast. I watch the Niners. I've seen what Sulla and this defense can do with guys that are built like him. These kind of between guys, these hybrid guys, these he calls them the, these hit and run linebackers. You know, guys that used to be safeties, but they're linebackers now. The way he utilizes them within the defense, man, it's attack, attack, attack. And let me tell you, I cannot see, cannot wait to see what he does with uh, Nezro Dean. And here's the deal that I feel a lot of people aren't talking about too is our safety position, man. Can we get some love for Marcus May? Can we get some love for Marcus May? That's all I'm saying, bro. Can we get some love for my guy? You know what I'm saying? Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Can we get some love for Marcus May? This is a guy that has had a phenomenal camp so far. A phenomenal camp. He's looked good. He's had interceptions. He's a guy that's being utilized out there, versatile. They're moving him around. He's doing all kinds of things, and he is excelling within this defense. So he's a guy I want to see out there doing his thing, too. I can't wait to see him uh, go out there and handle business. Also, Joyner as well. 
is a guy that's versatile. He's been flying around around there too. You know what I'm saying? And that again is going to help our secondary. Um, and the final thing, you know, and we talked a little bit about it tonight, but listen, special teams, there's a lot of battles in the special teams department as well that we need to keep our eyes on. Another position that I'm definitely going to have my eyes on, you know, this, this preseason game is going to be that kicker position. Amendola, Chris Nagar, who's going to win it? Who's going to take it? Is it going to be the kid from SMU? Is it going to be Amendola? Who's going to take this, man? We've gotten rid of thicken. We've seen what bad kicking does. I'm talking about we've seen it, man. <laughs> Listen, when you do not have a kicker that you can trust, we've seen it. We, we've, we've been nervous before when thicken was going out there, and we felt like, oh, we don't know if we can trust this guy. Can we find a kicker that's going to be able to stick to this roster? So, there's a battle there, man, and we'll see who's going to come out of it. You know, these guys are going to be kicking footballs, you know, left and right, and we'll see who's going to make it. Again, you watch these, uh, that Hall of Fame game, you saw kicks. Eric kicks left and right. You do not want to continue to see that, you know, this upcoming season. And also that, that kick returner position as well. Who's going to pan out there? Again, we've seen Carter back there uh, in the green and white scrimmage. We've seen Valentine. Valentine specifically is a guy that I'm looking at. If he can come in here and be a very solid returner, that's something that could really punch his ticket to be a guy that makes the roster. That quarterback position, there's a lot of players there, a lot of players, you know, putting it together. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Also, again, in minicamp earlier, we saw, you know, Elijah Moore catching punts. Could he be a guy that they put out there, you know, when the preseason game comes? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? So that kick returner position, that punt return position, there's also some battles there. And those battles, again, could get guys to make the roster. That could be your sticking point to be on the roster. This is what I do well. We've seen that in the past where guys play special teams extremely solidly, and that is something that really punches their ticket to keep them on the roster because otherwise they would have been gone. So salute to everybody. I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. This was a phenomenal show, phenomenal show. We talked to a lot of great people tonight. I want to thank everyone for calling in. I'm going to go ahead and close the show up. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show, all right, on Facebook, all right? Go ahead, like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at youngj 0 Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back to you on Troll Me No Issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will go back and forth with you all night long. Oh, by the way, I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. All times I will have that Vera Tucker jersey on, all right? He's going to come back from that injury soon, and he's going to be a beast. You know what I'm saying? So you want to troll me, let's go back and forth. I'm also – uh, the show's page as well on Twitter is The Long Beach Joe. So The Long Beach Joe, go ahead and, you know, follow me on there. We can go back and forth on there. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe, you know, turn on your notifications. Give my videos a thumbs up. And if you want to troll me, no issues, I'll troll you right back on there too. Leave your comment. Let's go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because eventually you will see me in person, all right? It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Without you folks, we are, I am absolutely nothing. The hugs will remain free no matter what anyone tells you, okay? The hugs will always be free. So I want to thank you folks for listening. Again, without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. I want to thank you for taking the times out of your day. 
who listen and call into the show. I absolutely love going back and forth, you know, with people, especially Jets fans, man. And, again, I want to thank, you know, the 757 Virginia Fan Club representative, Willie Williams, for calling into the show and spreading the love again. Everyone that is in that 757 area code, everyone that's in the 757 area, if you're in VA, listen, hit up Willie, man. Hit up that that fan club. They're doing a lot of beautiful things out there. So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace. (laughs) 